back to another episode of the Lucy Gallery Place Podcast. Turning the double back in the show, it is Friday the 22nd. There's a lot to talk about in Wizards World. Summer League ended. We officially signed Taj Gibson and KD to DC is sort of resurfaced, so we'll get into that as well. But first things first, man, uh, I figured we would take care of Summer League. Not that there's probably going to be a whole lot uh, positive to take away, but I think... We finished what two and two, right? Or, or did they go three and one? I forget what they did, but Johnny Davis missed the last two games. Um, I believe Vernon Carey missed the last two games. So there wasn't a whole lot to take away, at least from the guys that are going to be on the active roster. Um, I guess Jordan Shackle played decently, from what I understand. I know I, Isaiah Todd had a good game or two, but what was your overall thoughts from the summer league team? Yeah, I think they finished three and two. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, the three teams they beat were like, uh, you know, either had their best guys out or, you know, were some of the worst teams in the summer league. So, uh, and the guys you wanted to really see, you know, some, some flashes from some, some domination from Todd and, and Davis, you didn't really see it much at all. Um, uh, Todd just still looks like he doesn't know how to play basketball yet. Um, still raw tools, very talented, but uh, in a five-on-five setting, he don't. He just hasn't figured it out yet. Uh, and then Davis just looks uh, overwhelmed by the jump in uh, size, strength, and athleticism of NBA summer league players. So. That doesn't bode well for, you know, an 82 game schedule. So, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we've talked about Johnny Davis at nauseum at this point, and we also had that um, Twitter space that we actually had a, a really good turnout to. Like, I think at this point, we're over a thousand tune ins for that, which is um, awesome. pretty good. So, so thanks to everyone who <clears throat> tuned in and listened and chatted with us. Again, sorry if we can't get everyone. It's, it's hard when there's a lot of people that want to speak, but definitely make sure that for those of you that uh, do tune in or, or would like to in the future, uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, moving on to Taj Gibson. So I actually like the signing. And of course, ideally, you would like to give that roster spot to a younger player. I think the problem is right now, I think we already have too many young players on the roster as it is. And right now we're trying to, to find that balance. I mean, we're already, we, we have Kispert, Rui, Denny, um, Johnny Davis, Jordan Shackle, Isaiah Todd, Vernon Carey. Like that's like almost half, if not over half of the mm-hmm. roster right there. So you don't want to dedicate like the whole team to youngsters who aren't that good. And then wonder why we only win 35 games a year now obviously Taj Gibson is not a a needle mover right um, but I think he does provide a solid veteran presence that a team like this could could use and I know that we do have um, Anthony Gale and of course you would think that Beal and Porzingis would be leaders at this point um, we know that Kyle Kuzma's uh, taken on more of a leadership role but you, you need a guy like Taj Gibson who's been in multiple playoff series and has been to the I think when he was with those Bulls teams, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple times, right? So, um, 
He also has some playoff experience. I believe the Knicks made the playoffs one year. So either way, he has a lot of playoff experience and was a very solid player uh, and is still around in the league. And I think at age 37 or whatever he's going to be, I think that that says something and it speaks to his character and his work ethic, his uh, longevity, of course. But I don't hate the signing. And I think that this is a guy where if Daniel Gafford doesn't have his crap together early on in the season, you know, um, of course you, you wouldn't immediately like to go to Taj Gibson as the backup five, but maybe he's a guy that you can lean on for energy and maybe a little bit more patience, a little bit more sturdiness than Gafford can provide. And, uh, you know, maybe he's a guy that doesn't do much in the regular season, but you suffer an injury late in the season or, Gafford just is really struggling in a playoff series, or maybe Porzingis is really struggling with the physicality of someone. And you put Taj Gibson in there in a playoff game in like game two, and he gives you 10 points and eight rebounds off the bench. You know, I mean, it's not unheard of for for guys like that to just come out randomly and have big moments, especially in the postseason. So I don't hate the signing, man. I really don't. Yeah, I, I actually love the signing. Um it, it kind of reminds me of the Drew Gooding edition, the Drew Gooden edition right. back, you know, under the Wall Bill era, you know, between 2013 and 2016, um, where he's not a, you know, he's not a starter. Uh, you know, you know, he's not, a, not a guy you want playing 20 minutes a night, but in a, in a playoff setting, that's a guy that, that knows what that is. Um, and he's also, uh, you know, he's also Gafford foul trouble insurance. He's he's KP injury insurance. He's uh trade insurance. Just in you know, in case you make a trade, you have a guy that you know can get in the game and and contribute. And he's not you know some deer in the head like uh G leaguer that you know barely knows the playbook. Right. So um, yeah, I, I like the signing, and I, and I think he can have. Like I said, that Drew Gooden type presence, uh, even even dare I say, uh, Udonis Haslam type enforcer presence, because he's going to hold guys accountable to, to play defense. Um, and, and the Wizards need that. There, there needs to be accountability on that. End. Yeah, they do. And that was going to be my last point is with the, the defense and the rebounding. They just need to have more of that this season, especially since we know that Porzingis isn't probably going to be the, the most active on the boards. Um, Daniel Gafford is is a, a decent rebounder. Um, I don't know what the numbers say on that. Sometimes I feel like he's a little bit underwhelming in that category, but um, it's good that we do have Kyle Kuzma to sort of offset that a little bit, but we do need a five who is physical, will rebound, will do the dirty work inside, and I think that um, Taj fits that, that role pretty decently. Uh, moving on to the whole Kevin Durant thing. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we had, well, uh, a little bit longer than a couple weeks ago at this point, I think. But Bobby Marks had sort of put out there that a team to watch for to to make a push for Kevin Durant was Washington. And then uh, then um, Sam Amico came out and said that uh, the, the Wizards could make a, a major push for him. So, and I tweeted this out, this, this could... This could not amount to anything. Like, it would probably be a lot for the Wizards to get KD, right? I mean, we've already talked about how we don't have the the best young talent. Um, we'd probably need a multiple-team trade to make the salaries work. I get it. But it doesn't mean nothing 
that now two people who are very respected, very plugged in, both of those guys, um, have said now that the Wizards are interested. So when you first heard about all that, what came to your mind? Did you think that they were like, all right, well, this is coming from somewhere, but not anyone important? Or like, like what was your kind of original thought when this resurfaced? Um, you know, it, it makes sense that they would be interested. Um just like all the other 28 teams in the in the NBA, you know, obviously not including the Nets. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it would, make, it would make sense that they are interested. That the question is, do they have uh, the assets and then the green light from Ted to, to get it done? Um, and I just don't think they do because um, that, that Rudy Gobert trade just destroyed the market. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, you're getting five picks for like a third, fourth option defender, uh, who's you know barely playable in the playoffs. Like, they're not the Nets are gonna want a ridiculous haul, like, they're gonna want two all stars or all star and a young budding kid plus like eight picks. And there really aren't any teams that one would even have that and if they do are they willing to give it up for age 34 KD well I I think that's why it kind of makes a little bit of sense for us right because I don't think that the market would the the market is going to be that great for him right now just because again the, the, the Suns don't really have much to offer I never really understood that like I don't know if I would want DeAndre Ayton back and uh Kevin like I would want Devin Booker or there really isn't a deal to be had there, in my opinion, it, with Phoenix. With Toronto, I'm not going to make a deal with Toronto unless you're giving me Scotty Barnes. Like, he has to be. I don't care about Fred Van Vliet. I don't care about Gary Trent, Precious, whoever. If you're not giving me Scotty Barnes in the deal, then there is no deal to be had. Um, Even Siakam? You wouldn't take Siakam? No. No. Hmm. I mean, I would, but I I would want Scotty Barnes in the deal. Like I'm saying, I would take any of those guys uh, that I just named from the Raptors, but I would need Scotty Barnes in the deal if that makes sense. Ooh, so yeah, it's no way my Masai giving up Scotty and and Siakam. <laughs> and yeah. Miami, well, they've already said they didn't want Tyler Hero, and I've kind of cooled down on the Tyler Hero thing too. Like a couple years ago, I was like, yeah, maybe this is a guy that if if Beal ever got traded, we could. Uh, center a deal around, but I don't think that Tyler Heroes ever has the has the potential to lead a franchise. So I would see why Brooklyn wouldn't be that interested. Also, outside of that, Miami doesn't really have that like attractive of, of pieces. I guess like they they said Duncan Robinson, but Duncan Robinson is more of a liability than an asset at that money. Um, so I don't think that that makes a whole lot of sense either. And I, it's the same thing for with Miami being interested and. In, um, and Donovan Mitchell, and we'll kind of tie in Donovan Mitchell in here in a second. Um, yeah, I never uh, felt like the, uh, the the Tyler Hero package. You know, that package been floating around for like what two years now. Yeah, and you know, you know, Heat fans been 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 sizing that package up for the longest, and I just never bought it as like, you know, Tyler Hero to me just that project as like a legitimate, you know, uh, uh, cornerstone type player. Like he's a suspect defender. He's not very athletic. Um, you know, he's – to me, he's he's what he is. Like, he's a six-man. Um, 
you know, I think he's much closer to like a Luke Kennard than he is a Devin Booker. So, you know, you're not, I'm not giving you Kevin Durant for him. I'm not even probably giving you an all NBA guy for him. So, uh, yeah, I just never bought the hype on that, that package. <clears throat> so, the, and, and one thing you said that I'll I'll refer back to uh, the press conference on is you said you don't think Ted would sign off on, on a Durant deal like that, where it's pretty much like, okay, anything but Beal, you can go ahead and have it. I disagree with that. And the reason I disagree is because Ted is always about the bottom line. He's about the cash, right? As, as owners should be. I mean, it's your team. I mean, if, if your goal is to turn a profit, I mean, you know, I mean, that that's ultimately what you should be trying to do. And Kevin Durant, in DC is going to put hella butts in seats. So I don't think that there's any way that Ted would say no to a deal. I think that it would be Tommy and sort of, can he orchestrate the, a, a deal that works for all teams involved? Yeah. I mean, I guess for me with Ted, I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, prove it. <laughs> like I know, I know Katie would be a, a huge draw unlike anything we've seen since probably MJ laced him up. But, uh, and he would definitely make some money um, for sure. But I'm just like, is he really willing to to go all in like that, trade away all of the future, go into the tax? Like, I, I just don't know. I, but, I, I'm, I have my doubts. But again, what future? Like, <laughs> oh, I agree with that. <laughs> We going on what forty three years without without seeing the the conference finals? Um, right. Yeah. What future? Right. Um. You get KD. You got a shot to get there. Um. Before year fifty. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I don't know that he's he's willing to do it. I I think. I I again I I maybe I'm being a pessimist here, but I I'm like he's got to show me. Like I just don't know that he's willing to go into the tax. Like you got the Warriors owners selling parts, shares of the, of the team so that they can pay to keep Steph and all of those guys together. Like they playing a whole different game, man. And I just don't think that Ted is willing to go down that road. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I mean, I guess it's like, I mean, do you want to continue to hear fans bitch or do you actually want to like make a, a major push in? try to get real talent in here because i mean that's how i'd be looking at it like you know i mean you've never seriously made a push before um you can never do it for john wall at least do it for bradley beal if porzingis was their big push at getting their their next you know supposed superstar all-star level player whatever you want to call it and then you, you just fill in the pieces around and you try to make a run at it well then this whole process was doomed for the start so somewhere you, you got to be willing to be aggressive and live with the risk. I mean, the, the the young players that are on good contracts right now, teams are not going to want to move because those guys are assets. So uh, to me, this is a guy that does make a lot of sense from the wizard side of things. You, you do have to go into the luxury tax. Um, I don't think it would necessarily have to be by much though. I mean, if, if you were to trade, you know, whatever for KD and then you have to fill out um, you know the, the rest of the roster with capital city go-go guys and like old guys on like <clears throat> vet minimums or whatever I mean that's still a decent enough team to qualify for the playoffs in my opinion I mean at least if we're keeping Porzingis and that's kind of like the big thing right is 
Um, Because right now, if the Wizards were to make a deal for Kevin Durant, they would have to include Porzingis. Um, But if they wait a couple months until they can trade Will Barton, uh, Monte Morris, um, you know, whoever, I think that they would actually have to wait till December to include Johnny Davis in a deal at this point, if I remember correctly. But other than that, um, just the, the big restriction for like Will Barton, um, is a salary filler and then Monte Morris you have to wait like I think until August 29th I think it is yeah Jan- January 15th I believe is like the big day when everybody's available for trade um, right. and that's usually when deals start to really cook up so if it doesn't happen now that I feel like that's around the time it will happen sometime after that when every player is available for trade and you got all of your options on the table but I just don't see I don't see a scenario where you get Kevin Durant without KP. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting KD for Will Barton, Kuzma, and and some change. No, no, but hear me out here. So somewhat of a a five-team deal that I think makes sense. Now, this is just going to be the base trade. This isn't going to be the the straight-up trade, but – Here's a thought that I had that I think the base makes a lot of sense, but we'll, we'll see, right? So um, so it's between the Lakers, the Spurs, the, the Wizards, the Jazz, and the Nets. Okay. So the base trade of this, nobody wants Russell Westbrook. San Antonio has cap space. Um They'll take on Russ, buy him out, whatever. I, I think that the key part of that first thing, right, is Russ is going to have to agree to a buyout or he's going to have to want to to sit the whole year. Um, if, if the Because it doesn't make sense for the Spurs to play him um, because I would much rather in, invest in, um, in Josh Primo and some of the other young guards that they just drafted. Uh, you still have Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson. Russ doesn't really – fit any of that but the reason i have russ going to san antonio is strictly because they have the most cap space right now and i don't think that uh, san antonio would be against getting a pick in the process um kyrie irving goes to the lakers we get kevin durant and the nets get donovan mitchell and that's where i think it kind of makes everything okay for brooklyn on on their side at least from that aspect because they're now getting like that younger player but he's still under contract for a little bit but but that's like that next because they're not going to get a superstar for for Kevin Durant in any of these deals but he's sort of that that next tier down yeah right I think that it's good enough for for them to justify doing that he's a number two for sure he's a number two but he's a you know that's a guy you would want to have minimum in a in a in a KD deal um so so let me run this down again so you got Russ to the Spurs into yes. their cap space. Okay, and they probably just buy him out for the pick. Right. Uh, okay, and then you got Donovan to the Nets. You got Kyrie to the Lakers? Yep. Okay, and then you have KD to the Wizards. Right. That is a lot of moving parts. Ooh, it is. The 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 only thing is what does Utah think that they could get back from 
like Utah could would probably have to have their pick of like Daniel Gafford, like Denny, Rui, whoever on our roster, right? So who um, are we sending out in this? Right now, we're not sending out anybody, but it would essentially be like Kuzma, Will Barton. Like I'm, I'm trying to like what would what would you try and send out? Would you send out Porzingis because financially we could keep him? Um, but um, if you if you think he would have to be sent out? Oh, uh, I mean, right now, like I got I got the trade machine up right in front of me here. I mean, KD's salary is forty four million. You're gonna have to right. send out. 44 million. So right. that's going to be either KP to get a bulk of that with his 33 mil, or you're going to have to send out basically half of your team. Right. Um, including Kuzma, Barton, and, and then like all of the young guys just to get the salary to match. Right, right, right. <clears throat> but I just, again, I don't see. Well, now if they're getting Donovan, Mitchell, then the role guys make more sense. But then what's the incentive for <coughs> excuse me? <coughs> what's the incentive for the jazz? Like what are the jazz getting out of this by helping facilitate KD to the Wizards? I mean you're pretty much just banking on like that. There's gonna have to be some young talent that they would want from some teams, and obviously, I, th- I think the the shit ton of draft picks would help. I mean, they've already gotten a ton of picks from the Rudy Gobert trade, so maybe they just try and stack picks, and now they're the next Thunder. Um, you know, cause, I mean, I don't know. What do you think that Donovan Mitchell is gonna warrant back in return right now? Because the I don't know how accurate this deal is, but I posted this on our group chat the other day. Um, the perceived trade from the pieces gathered is like five first, Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes, and Evan Fournier. You're telling me between the Nets and the Wizards that they couldn't match that or or make that happen somehow. Like, I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I mean, to get for, for Donovan to get to the Nets instead of going to the Knicks is what you're saying. Right, right. He still gets to go to New York. Well, they wouldn't the Nets wouldn't be able to match the picks part because they don't have it. All of their right. picks are it would it would have to come from us. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Um in that case it would make it will make a little bit more sense because if you're getting Donovan Mitchell as the center of it, then a Kyle Kuzma, Barton, all the young guys, more picks, that makes more sense because now you're getting you're getting your star, you're getting quality vets, you're getting young guys, and you're getting draft capital. So you're covering all three, all three bases by making it a larger deal instead of dealing with just one team. Cause I don't think there's a one team deal, a one for one swap for KD. I just, I just don't see it at all. Right. No, th- there's not. And, the, and, you know, you look at the jazz and the nets and the wizards can like the nets can say, okay, you know, thanks for giving us Mitchell. We were trying to get KD out. He doesn't want to be here. Um, you know, you can have your pick of Cam Thomas, David Sharp, Kessler Edwards, whoever. And then the wizards can say, all right, you know, you can have, the, the 
your pick of, of our litter, right? So you can have uh, Denny, Rui, Kispert, Johnny Davis, you know, whoever you want. And then also Washington will have to facilitate the draft picks. Yeah, that I mean, that makes more sense than a one-for-one one swap, a uh, direct deal with the Nets to get KD. Right. Um, it, it will have to be a multi-team deal to kind of help the Wizards out to get them <laughs> the star that they believe, is, you know, is worthy of a KD trade. Because I think we got the ancillary pieces. Like, we got the role players, you know, nice vet pieces. And I think we could acquire the draft capital to send out. But we don't have that singular guy at the top of the roster that we would be willing to, to send out you know, for a KD trade outside of Beal. But we're not sending Beal, so you're going to have to get that player from somebody else. And, you know, the, the, there's ways we can acquire other picks. Like, we, like we've tossed around Gordon Hayward. Like, um, if to get a, a Kevin Durant deal done, if it required us to, to get another draft pick, you know, I would send out Kuzma and Will Barton for Gordon Hayward and a first-round pick. Like, I would do that if it meant that we were getting Kevin Durant, you know, so – I mean, the, the Hornets are without a power forward and all that. So, I mean, again, a, a lot of moving parts are needed for, for this to happen. But I guess just it, my point, is, if you're creative enough, you can come up with, with something. And I hope that Tommy has the creative ability enough to at least get it talked about a little bit more in the media instead of just like, well, the Wizards are interested. But, but I would add that I do think that it's interesting that we've been singled out as a team. Because, I mean, yeah, it's easy to say, well, a lot of teams are interested. Okay, but then why does our team keep coming up? Like, like why do we keep getting singled out? So it tells me that there's something that's really trying to be orchestrated there, but maybe it's just it, it hasn't come to a point where, like, it, it's too serious. But, I mean, I mean, again, we've been singled out twice now. I don't think that that means nothing. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, that's not KD putting that out there. I mean, we've seen – We've seen the teams that he wants to play for. It's the Suns and the Heat. Uh, you know, the Suns now with the Aiton move, they don't really have the assets to do it or cap space. And then the Heat, you know, the Nets don't want Tyler Hero. So, and they don't really have a lot of picks to offer. So, um, so it's like, okay, well, how do the Wizards fit in this? They must be hearing something. I'm sure they're getting it from somebody. That <laughs> there's some, you know, either organization buy-in or, or some real interest there <laughs> to try to acquire KD. But, again, I just think it's probably not that likely. And if it was going to happen, it's going to be like a perfect alignment of the stars. And it's going to require multiple teams and just, you know, the trade of, of, of the century for Tommy to put it together. Right. Well, I think that's a lot of good talk for us today, and I think that that's a good place to leave off. We hadn't done this in a, a couple weeks, I think, so good to, to put out an episode. Uh, just to let you guys know, if you already aren't subscribed to the show, please make sure that you are. Rate us five stars. Uh, leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Anything you got before we cut this off? Nope. Just sorry for all the coughing. I'm, I'm, I'm in day five of COVID, so sorry for all that. Bear with me. But, uh, yeah. All righty. Well, we all of us definitely hope that you get better, man. Uh, and again, thank you guys for listening.